Hey, welcome to Wolf's Watch. I'm Wolf. As a leader of the pack, I am always on the prowl looking for insights that will help you advance your mastery as a leader, be more effective as a leader in your in your personal life and in your business. Today, I want to talk about talk to you about three failures that turn virtual meetings into total shows. You know what I mean? You've probably experienced this. People are talking like crazy. They show up in their pajamas. There's just no, you know, it's hard to get control. There's background noise. Uh, three things, three things on that. And this has really been a pet peeve of mine. I have watched a lot of a lot of meetings that um, it was just cringeworthy to be in the meeting even though we're doing lots of virtual meetings now since the great shutdown started and continues to who knows when, if it ever ends, here's the thing. There's three basic things that will help immensely with making your virtual meetings very, very productive. You know, how do you actually get business done and do it in a way that is very productive? And the first one is to follow business one-on-one basics. Have an agenda. Do you have an agenda for every meeting? Let me come back to what should be on the agenda. Do you have an agenda for every meeting, every virtual meeting? Is it sent out in advance? Is it is it covered in the meeting? Is it adhered to in the meeting? Here's why I ask that. I, I have been astounded. This is pre-great shutdown. I've been astounded by how many businesses simply don't practice that. Now, be truthful. Do you practice that at every meeting? I have to admit, I don't at every meeting. And usually end up regretting it. Do you practice that at every meeting? An agenda, a solid agenda. Now, here's, be honest. Be honest with yourself. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to broadcast. You got. You need to have an agenda, whether it's a virtual meeting, any kind of business meeting. Should always have an agenda for several reasons. First, it's your safe ground for running the meeting. It's a way to establish control without being a total jerk about it, without having to beat on the table, without having to shout people down. You have an agenda. What are we going to talk? You know, when do we start? What are we going to talk about? What did we talk about at the last meeting? What are the action items from this meeting? Excuse me. And what's the new business? You know, does anybody need to add anything? It gives you the ability to frame what's going to happen in the time you have together, when it starts and when it stops. You need to have that. So then you can facilitate the meeting and it allows for being relaxed. Like, hey, here's, you know, here's our roadmap. Here's where we're going. Anybody have any side detours or want to do any sightseeing, make a stop along the way, add something. And you can discern you and the group at the meeting can discern if something that is proposed to be added is appropriate for the time that you have for that meeting, or if it should be, if it's a recurring meeting, it should be part of the next meeting, should be put on the, the, the new, should new business be pushed to next week's agenda? For example, if it's a weekly meeting, or do you need to have a separate meeting with a subset, you know, with, with, with a different group or just some of the people that are in this meeting? Meetings are freaking expensive. Whether you realize it or not, think about how much it costs you to have all of those people that are being paid to be there in that meeting. I was on a $40 million software uh, uh, upgrade (laughs) 
was a project manager. There was a team of us that were project managers. So we had a business lead and a technical lead that were responsible for the project overall. My piece of it was only about three and a half million dollars uh, worth of worth of software and implementation effort. And I was the administrative lead for that and had a technical counterpart who was also the because we were dealing with uh, very new state-of-the-art engineering tools. My technical counterpart, my technical co-lead for that particular uh, portion of the overall project was also the, the master technical lead for the entire program for all $40 million. Learned a lot from him in doing that. Well, here's the thing. we It was a phenomenally expensive meeting. We had 19 people in that meeting. We met every other week. I'm going to say this is quite, now think about this. This was 1995. So think about that, $40 million in 1995 dollars. And all of these people in this meeting were making good money. These are highly paid managers, highly paid technical experts. So you're looking at, again, in 1995 dollars, people that on the, the median income, the median payroll burdened, and you know what language I'm talking, right? Benefits and everything was probably about $100,000, $110,000 in 1995 dollars. And you're paying them. 90 minutes for for 18 of those people the 19th was a customer representative yeah right so that added that added a whole lot of formality on top of everything else so there's 90 minutes every other week that you're paying those people what does that break out to i'll let you do the math very expensive meeting needed to be run tight we had an agenda and we stuck to it and we were crisp with that agenda because if we could get done earlier we needed to do that because everybody had way more work than 40 hours worth of, uh, of, you know, everybody's working way more than a 40 hour week. And also if new, we needed to be crisp with the time so that if something new was being added, we would have time to get to it. So we wouldn't have to delay it to the next meeting or have another breakout meeting unless absolutely necessary in order to, to move towards achieving your objective. And we really need to, to minimize meetings. There are way too many meetings that just happen as a meeting. It's almost like, let's get together. So I, I, I kid you not, I have come to believe that meetings have become a useless business tool because it is too much of a, hey, let's do this so we don't actually have to do any work. How many times have you experienced a meeting that gets done and have to schedule another meeting because they didn't accomplish what they were supposed to do in that time allotment? Or there's two or three meetings that are getting ready to actually do the thing that the meeting's supposed to be about. It's a total waste of time. It's like, get the work done. If you need to communicate, communicate. If you're going to be handled outside the meeting, there goes my light standard. So, you know, whether the, whether the lights are falling off of the ceiling or whatever happens, you just have to get the job done and you need to stay to the agenda. So make sure you've got an agenda. That's one of the reasons. So the agenda is your safe ground. Second thing is it keeps it clear to everybody. What are you doing? You know, why is there a purpose to be there? It's not just a social activity. The third thing with the agenda itself is it gives you an ongoing record of who's been there. You know, what's happening. We'll talk about meeting minutes in a second. So spoiler, one of the three things is meeting minutes. And it, you know, it gives you an ongoing record of, of how the progress is, uh, is progress is being made. 
you know, are, are things getting done or does it show that you're pushing, you know, same thing showing up on the agenda, same thing showing up on the agenda. There's no progress in the work so that corrective measures can be put in place so you can take action to get things moving. So second thing, I'm going to check my notes here to make sure I get this right for you. So the second thing is there's no enforced code of conduct. People just show up and do whatever. It's a business meeting. People should show up prepared for business. No bizarre backgrounds. No crazy uh, clothing. They don't show, They don't come to work in their PJs. To, well, based on the grocery store, people go shopping in their PJs. So they think it's okay to show up for work in their PJs because it's virtual. They're working from home. Uh-uh. Whatever is on camera needs to be exactly what would be acceptable as if you're in a workplace. But do you set that up that way? As the leader, do you frame that again, right? That frame for what's acceptable behavior in the meeting. Do you set up, hey, look, here's how we're going to conduct ourselves. We're going to start on time. We're not, if you're not there, on, be there early. Because if it is a, for example, if it is a 9 a.m. meeting, 5 till 9, everybody's saying hello. We're making sure everybody is supposed to be here is here. 9 o'clock sharp, bam, on your clock when it says 9 o'clock, 0 minutes, 0 seconds, 0 tenths of a second, 0 hundredths of a second, bam, you're starting the meeting. And if they're late, tough break. You may even want to institute, uh, depending on what meeting, virtual meeting tool you're using, you may want to institute controls where people have to knock on the door and be let in. They don't just jump into the meeting. So that if they show up late, guess what? They have to go through the hassle of sitting in the green room, if you will. It's like our broadcast tool that we use for these uh, for Wolf's Watch. There's a green room. We have a guest comes on. They come to the green room and we let them in to um, you know, let them into the uh, event to consider doing that. So if people know if they're not there on time, they're going to be late. They may even get locked out. Doors lock at the meeting start time. Have you done that in physical meetings? I've found that to be a healthy, a healthy way to get control of meetings where people just eh, don't take it serious. They kind of drift in whenever they want. Yeah, I'm 10 minutes late. Hey, because people will do that for a lot of different reasons. One, if you're not, if you're not taking it seriously enough to have that type of discipline with it, to institute that type of discipline, and you have got to do it yourself, you can't roll in late. You have to be on time as well. You have to be dressed for business as well. You have to, to show a uh, an appropriate space, whatever's in the background. Get a green screen if you don't have a decent background. Right? Don't show laundry piled up in the back. Don't show a closet in the back. Don't have a mirror, you know, a mirrored door or mirrored wall, something weird, or some kind of, you know, some kind of wild art on the wall. Get a back. You need to model the way for them as a leader. At the same time, you need to reinforce that and enforce that with everybody that's showing up. They got to be on time and they have to be prepared. If they're not prepared for the meeting, what happens? Everybody else is wasting their time. If somebody has an, has something that has an agenda item and they're not ready or they're not there on time to do it per the agenda, they're wasting your time. They're, dis it's, they're disrespecting everybody else that's at the meeting and you really should not tolerate that. This is business basics and part of this is too many, too many businesses are lax about this. They slack on this. I'm sure you're sure not with your company. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. Not your company. Not saying it. Some businesses, way too many. 
a significant percentage are lax about that kind of stuff. So when it comes into the virtual world, then it's totally out of control. Right. It's I I was in a a three day workshop last week and I'll tell you what, I so appreciated how professionally that workshop was run. It was a virtual workshop. It was supposed to be a live event, kept getting rescheduled, rescheduled, rescheduled here in California. And they keep moving the goalposts on when now they've pushed uh, reopening California into an undefined date in 2021. So they were just like, you know what, we're going to do this virtual and we'll see what happens from there. So they, they did the event virtual. It was the first time they had done it, and it was crisp. They opened up. They had an agenda, but they opened up with setting the standards for here's how we're going to conduct this. Show up on time. Can you work your mic? Can you work your camera? Can you mute and unmute? So that's part of, that's part of the how we're going to run things. Everybody's mic is muted unless they're presenting or unless they're asking a question or answering a question. And they need to be responsible for turning their mics on and off. At the same time, as a leader, you or whoever is running the meeting for you, if you have someone, uh, with, this is a good thing to consider as a best practice, have someone else running the controls on the meeting so you can focus on what's going on, see a gallery view of who all is there. If somebody has background noise and they're not minding their mic, mute them. You learn it or whoever's running it for on your behalf needs to learn how to run the meeting software so that they can mute people so they can turn off their mic. If something's going, someone shows up in their PJs or has some bizarre background or something going on, that's just not appropriate. Boom. You click them off, go into private chat and you'd understand how to do private versus public chat and let them know, go, Hey, you know what? You're out of here until you fix this and this, because this is a business meeting and that's not appropriate. If their camera, ang- you know, is their camera angle correct? So part of this is also about making sure that your meeting attendees that your people, your team, understand how to work the meetings, the, the meeting software that you are using. So they can turn turn their mic on and off, turn their camera on and off, so that they can use the chat utility. Anything that they're going to need to do, you need to make sure that you work with them on having it ready to go. If it's a more public meeting where you have where you have people invited in, like this workshop, that's the only time that all of us that were there. And it was a large group, not huge. I've been on on uh, virtual uh, virtual meetings where there's been several thousand people, and it was a global gathering. I have been on virtual meetings like this one, where where even though it was for several days, we still had uh, 110 people, which is a good sized group. Very very hard to do if we were live. Different, uh, you know, different to manage virtually. But even if it's 15 or 20. Uh, <clears throat> walk them through at the beginning of the meeting like this group did and say, okay, we've got this, we, you know, practice this, toggle your mic on. Okay, great. I can see everybody toggling their mic on and off. Uh, I can see you uh, toggling your camera on and off. Do you want everybody to be on camera or do you want them just so you just got their name? The best practice that has been emerging is get everybody with their camera turned on. It's an accountability issue. It's a, you can see what they're up to. Are they paying attention? Are they, are they away from their camera? Now, speaking of away from camera, we're all adults. People need to take bio breaks during, you know, if they're going to step away for a moment in a meeting, if they need to get some information they don't have at their workspace, or if they need to step away for a bio break, 
make sure you let everybody know in advance what the standard is for that. Do they leave the mic on? Do they turn the mic off? Now, I have seen different groups that are very effective at running virtual meetings, virtual events, do both. Some insist cameras on all the time unless you leave the meeting. Some ask that if you're going to step away, you turn the camera off so they don't have just a, a blank view. Whichever you decide to do, you need to set that standard with the people that are going to be in the meeting. So that's that's the second thing, you know, walk them through how you're going to conduct the meeting, what's expected in the behaviors, make sure they can run everything that they need to be able to run in order to inter effectively interact and manage their own space, visuals, background noise and whatnot. And let them know what the protocols are on dress code, on if they're stepping away, camera on, camera off, what do you want them to do? Third failure is... Again, something that, that's really business 101. It's something that high-performing organizations do with great discipline, and that is meeting minutes. Do you keep a record of what was accomplished, what action items were closed out, a copy of what it was that was used to close the action item, the outcome of it, what new businesses what new action items are, who's responsible for it, when the next meeting is, all of the all of the administrivia that goes along with saying, look, we did this. Then this, this plays into, along with the agenda itself, that meeting minutes becomes a formal record of going, as we're making progress, going on and on. And somebody goes, no, that was mine. It's like, yep, you agreed to this here. Or no, 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 we covered this issue here. That's closed. We're not going to open it back up because somebody you know, somebody was out sick or they were in a, in a meeting with, with one of your clients, couldn't make that particular virtual meeting, something got covered. And they're like, well, I wasn't part of that decision. I go, oh, understand. But here's how it works. And this ties back into, into number two in terms of meeting conduct. You know, do letting people know, look, just because you can't be there, it doesn't mean we're going to stop everything and wait. Right? Those who show up get to have a say in what gets accomplished. So <clears throat> back to you know, on, on this point three, the meeting minutes, you record all that in the meeting minutes. So that's the record. It keeps people accountable. It gets a record uh, for reference going forward to going, yeah, did we, you know, because sometimes it could be, you look back to the mystery. Yeah, we covered this here. Go, oh, shoot. You know what? We missed that. And you get it back into the agenda to get it covered. Gives a report to other people that need to know what's going on in that meeting. You know, how, when were decisions arrived at and how were they arrived at? And it allows for summarizing, allows for having the meet, meeting minutes, I learned this the hard way, being a recovering engineer, the $40 million software project that I was telling you about, I volunteered to be the meeting secretary. So I got to take the meeting minutes. Why did I do that? It kept me embedded in what was going on. I had a, bir I had a bird's eye view of everything that was happening. I became a focal point for communication. And I got to write the official record of what was going on. One of, th one of the things that I learned early on and was counseled on, uh, by the other project managers that, that were involved was what's the appropriate level of detail, right? You need to have enough detail to record. Look, here's what we decided. Here's some key, some key points about why that decision was made. Here's the action that's going to be taken and who's responsible for it when it's due. It also allows for having free willing debate in that group of 19. We had some heated debates, which is, 
bureaucrats speak for we yelled at each other and argued like cats and dogs at times but then we came together on a, on a decision we stuck together on that and moved forward and it doesn't have to be reflected in the meeting minutes it allows for having spirited debate and creates a safe space if you will for having that debate so people can disagree they can disagree openly they can disagree vehemently and then once everybody agrees that here's what we're going to do then that goes away don't have to carry the disagreement forward unless there's a reason to say look here's a here's a risk assessment that we can include in that so it allows the team to operate truly as a team a high-performing team is going to disagree at times you know, something that uh, Larry Broughton had mentioned in an interview we did with him on a, on our TV show. He is a very he's an award winning entrepreneur. He is also a former Green Beret, and he made a comment. He goes, "Look, if you get a bunch of uh, group of special forces operators together and have a discussion on a topic, especially something passionate like politics or philosophy, religion, he goes, there's likely to be bloodletting." <laughs> right, it'll be that intensity of agreement and disagreement and argument and debate. But once they walk out the door, then it's like, hey, you know, locked arms, moving forward. So it it allows for that type of environment where you can agree or disagree to whatever level everybody is willing to do. Depend depends on the culture that you you have created for your or your company or for that specific team. Come to an agreement, document what needs to be documented so there's a record of look we made this decision here's why we made it here's upside downside here's the action that's happening going forward and then that rolls into the agenda going okay you put that whatever the due date is for the action or review of progress you put that on the agenda so this all fits together in a system but again this is just three simple things that make a huge difference way too many virtual meetings i've seen are running off the rails you got people that are just like that, 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 that and they're not saying anything they're off topic they want to it's the things you see the behaviors that you see that are disruptive to getting business done uh, under normal circumstances get magnified in virtual meetings because it's a different look and feel people are at home rather than at the office and that puts them in a different mindset where they're, they'll behave differently. They're more open. They're more uh, people that are more reserved, that are shy, may be coming on strong. Like, going, whoa, what, you know, wish this person had been doing this for, you know, for months or years before this, you know, or they're coming on too strong. People that attempt to dominate may be even worse with it, or they may all of a sudden be, you know, kind of, home, you know, they're, they're shy. It depends. It invokes a very different set of behaviors. Again, you need to frame that with telling them, look, Here's our agenda here. You know, one, this is when we meet, this is the agenda. This is what we're getting done. We're moving on Two, here's the code of conduct. Here's what you need to know from a technical standpoint to be, to be able to operate in the virtual environment, to get the meeting run. And third, you have minutes that this, that, uh, document what decisions should get made, why, and what the actions are that need to be taken and what the results are of actions that have been taken and are being reviewed in the meeting. Basic stuff, all stuff you would do, in a normal business meeting, much, much more crucial in the virtual meeting. This is new ground for a lot of people. It requires disciplines that should be in place anyway. And as I said, probably not at your company, right? You've probably never experienced meetings that are totally out of control at your company, or maybe when you worked somewhere before starting your company or at 
meetings with clients where it's just like no agenda. Everything's all over the place. You meet for, you know, you meet for 30 minutes and you walk out going, what was that all about? Or someone says, yeah, didn't we, you know, we need to take care of it. No, 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 no. Someone else says, we did that uh, three, three meetings ago. We closed that out. It's like, well, I don't know. There's no minutes. There's no record. So you can't tell. Right. Or people were showing up, you know, people show up to a business meeting. Everybody's wearing suits, jackets, dress shoes. And someone shows up, you know, in, in a Hawaiian shirt in uh, cargo, cargo shorts and flip flops. If it's acceptable, fine. But sometimes, you know, you don't want people to be out of sync. And then the whole meeting's like, well, wait a minute, because one of the, one of the people show up, I, I didn't know it was a formal business meeting. I, you know, was just at my computer and I came on. So you don't, don't uh, get everybody on the same page or to have somebody show up, you know, uh, way less than formal. You know, it's like I probably should have shaved before, you know, trimmed the beard a little bit before doing this session. What do you want to present to your clients? You know, if it's a meeting that includes a client, does everybody show up looking? Did they primp? <laughs> right? Are they giving the appearance that you want your company to have? If, if customers are included in the meeting, three simple things, agenda, make sure that there's a code of conduct and skills that are well-defined. And the third is meeting minutes, business one-on-one, but unfortunately more uncommon than it should be out in, in normal course of business. Now that we're doing virtual meetings way, 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 way more. And maybe it, for you, as it is for many of us, uh, you may be doing exclusively because you're still, you know, you're in an area where you're still in, uh, you know, still subject to the great shutdown and you can't do the face-to-face. -face. So it's more and more important in the virtual environment so that people understand what you need to do. These are your tools that will make it more effective and it will keep you from stumbling into those, you know, failing to do those. Those are three things that if you fail to do them, your virtual meetings will become total shows. You know, they'll run off the rails and it will be something that people go, oh no, right? It's not, not the kind of meeting you want to have. Got to be efficient with your time. Still got to get business done. And again, it allows that framework so you can everybody can relax and you know, hopefully have a little bit of fun too. Part of your Part of your culture that you're creating in your meetings in your company should be that it's an enjoyable experience. Topic for another time. Hope you like that. Hope you enjoyed that. Apply it. Put it in the comments. You know, what is your experience with those three with the three failures that we talked about? What else is there that you've experienced? What's a best practice that is working for you that could help the other folks that watch this show as well? You know, the business leaders, other entrepreneurs that they could benefit from. Share that in the comments. And, you know, please click the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Like our Facebook page you know, where you're watching this. Be part of the community. Be part of the conversation because I really appreciate you being part of the conversation. And that's the intention of this as well. We're watching out for stuff that's going to help you increase your mastery as a leader. At the same time, it's a conversation for all of us because we're all doing that, right? We're all working on our leadership mastery. And I'm glad you're part of that conversation. Thanks for joining this episode of Wolf's Watch. I'm Wolf, and I will see you on the trail.